This is First News on News Radio 1290 WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 69 degrees at 604. Forecast for today, partly sunny, a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms, and a high in the upper 80s. Heat and humidity are going to be a concern for many people today, especially those suffering with respiratory issues. That could include some people still feeling the effects of a case of COVID-19, as well as colds and allergies and other chronic conditions. The muggy conditions could be eased by some thunderstorm activity that is possible for this afternoon. The National Weather Service in Binghamton says, however, some scattered storms could be severe. According to a hazardous weather statement this morning, NOAA says a more organized round of scattered severe thunderstorms is expected this afternoon through early evening. Forecasters say the main threats will be damaging winds, large hail, and frequent lightning. Locally heavy rainfall is also possible, and an isolated tornado cannot be ruled out. Residents are advised to stay up to date on changing conditions and be prepared to take action if severe weather approaches. WMBF First News Time, 6.05. A missing Otsego County girl is safe with her family thanks to help from the public. New York State Police say they got a tip, called in to 911, and found 14-year-old Angelia Sturdivant on Saturday morning in good health. Troopers say she was returned to her family. The teen had last been seen at her home in the town of Rosebloom in the evening of June 14th. Troopers thanked the public for helping to find the girl. The authorities did not provide any information about where she was found. A Cortland man and a Homer woman are facing several counts in connection with a bizarre break-in reported in the town of Homer. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say they were called about a burglary in progress at a home at around 8 p.m. on Thursday, where the homeowner found 30-year-old Emily Barnard inside the house and say the home the Homer woman had stolen food and a plant. The property owner also found 49-year-old Larry Swisher walking around the property. Deputies say the owner also told them Barner had let several dogs out of their kennels on the property. The dogs were all found unharmed. Swisher is charged with trespass and was released. Barnard is charged with felony burglary as well as misdemeanor counts of petty larceny and criminal tampering. She was also released. Both have dates in town of Homer Court next month. WMBF First News Times 607. New York State Police say a Broome County man is accused of lying about a crash in the town of Union. Authorities say 27-year-old Aaron Colvin of West Corners is charged with making a false written statement in connection with the incident on Twist Run Road on April 18th. According to investigators, Colvin claimed a friend was driving a vehicle that crashed and allegedly said the driver fled before police arrived. Troopers were unable to find anyone nearby and also found no evidence indicating anyone besides Colvin had been in the vehicle at the time of the crash. Investigators eventually concluded that the written statement signed by Colvin was not true. He has been ordered to appear in town of Union Court next month. Construction crews are working on the first of several levee repair projects planned this year in Broome County. Workers from ProCon Contracting of Endwell are excavating a section of an old flood wall behind an 18-unit apartment complex on River Terrace just east of Mercero Park in the Union District of Endicott. 
The project is being done under a contract with the New York State Office of General Services for work overseen by the Department of Environmental Conservation. A deteriorated 18-inch pipeline that runs under the levee is being replaced. That work began last Monday. It's expected to be completed in about three weeks. Similar projects are planned later this summer in Johnson City, Lyle, and other parts of Broome County. A new law gives nurses in New York State a voice in hospital staffing plans. Governor Andrew Cuomo Friday signed legislation requiring general hospitals in the state to seek input from nurses and other personnel in creating staffing plans that are to include specific guidelines on how many patients each nurse is assigned. The law requires hospitals to form committees composed of registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, and ciliaries staff members providing direct patient care and hospital administrators to form the staffing plans. It's 609 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And the pitch is swung on and drilled to deep right center. It is high. It is far. It is off the right center field wall. Frazier has scored. Here comes Judge. The throw home is not in time. And the Yankees wound up winning the game 2-1 to one over the Oakland A's, uh, winning two out of the three game series. And uh, that's all she wrote about that. The Yanks had a triple play, too. It's their third triple play of the season. Top of the ninth with two on for the A's and no outs, and uh, that's all she wrote. Toronto, Houston, Minnesota, Kansas City, Seattle, and Detroit all winners over the National League. Kyle Schwarber homered three times, tying a major league record with five in a two-game span, leading the Washington Nationals over the New York Mets yesterday. Five to two. St. Louis, Cubs, Milwaukee, San Francisco, San Diego, the Dodgers, and Atlanta all winners as well. Rumble Ponies uh, finally winning one. They won the last game of the homestead against the Portland Sea Dogs yesterday. Father's Day matinee, 7-2, to two, went 3-8. and eight. Uh, 11 games, the uh, Saturday night game was canceled, rescheduled for August 4th. Ponies on the road against Reading. They start tomorrow night uh, down in Reading. And in the NBA yesterday, the Hawks and the Sixers. Game seven. Now Trey out there dribbling in the middle. Fires a long three. Bang! Trey Young, he just hit the big three, and the Hawks lead by six. 93-87. And the Atlanta Hawks, the number fifth seed, taking out the number one seed, Philadelphia 76ers, yesterday with a 103-96 win. They advanced to play the Milwaukee Bucks. Trey Young after the game. I always want to make plays for my teammates, but, I mean, it's the nature of the game. Sometimes it's not going to be your night, and uh, you're going to need some people to help you. And uh, tonight it was, it was great to have Kev do what he did. Clint rebounded, playing defense, and uh, guys really stepped up. You know, it, was, it was good. Much improved team this year, the Hawks. The Knicks are looking at that team saying, you know, we could be like that next year. They just need to get some shooters around them. But you got to give it to Atlanta. I think it's going to be a, a hell of a series with the Bucks. Giannis, man, that guy is just incredible. And the Nets just didn't have enough firepower on Saturday night. They tried, but without uh, with Kyrie Irving out, and really Harden shouldn't even have been playing. He didn't do much, and rightly so. But you know, you don't want to injure your players. And Durant just tried, and they were gassed in overtime. You could tell. They just didn't have enough gas left in the tank. But a great season for the Brooklyn Nets. Unfortunately, injuries part of the game. 
didn't weren't able to do that. Phoenix yesterday took their first game in the NBA Western Conference Finals over the Clippers, 120-114. Uh, even though they didn't have Chris Paul, they didn't need him. Oh, they had Devin Booker. He took care of things with 40 points, 13 boards, and 11 assists. A triple-double. And in the NHL, Vegas evens the series with Montreal with a 2-1 win in overtime yesterday. An exciting finish for them. And that's a look at sports. Oh, no, I've got to get one more. Got to get the NASCAR in there, too. Uh, yesterday, and, this, you know, if you're a NASCAR fan, you got to be excited about this, especially if you are a fan. And I'm looking for it here because everything's falling all over. There it is. If you're a fan of Kyle Larson, Winning streak continues. NASCAR's Cup debut at Nashville Super Speedway. Larson led 264 of 300 laps for his third consecutive win in the points race, not including last weekend's All-Star race, but that's quite an accomplishment. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time is 614. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog this morning around the area. No accidents to report. We'll keep you updated on road conditions and uh, what's going on throughout the morning. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Partly sunny today with a chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm. Maybe some gusty winds in their upper 80s. Tonight, 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight. Could see some small hail, gusty winds, heavy rain, depending on where you are. Uh, the lows will be in the mid to upper 50s. And then on Tuesday, mostly cloudy chance of showers, highs in the mid 60s. Sunshine for Wednesday with a high in the low 70s. And right now we're at 69 degrees. It's WNBF's First News Binghamton. I'm Doug Mosher along with Kathy White. We welcome you to a brand new week and the first full day. It's Doug's Date Book on News Radio 1290 WNBF. June 21st, 1955, Johnny Cash, his first single. Hey, Porter, hey, Porter, would you tell me the time? How much longer would it be till we cross that Mason-Dixon line? At daylight, would you tell that engineer to slow it down? Or better still, just stop the train, because I want to look around. Man, just love me some Johnny Cash. Hey, Porter, is Johnny's first single, 1955, The Man in Black. And then, uh, well, just a couple of years later, 1958, Bobby Darren's first hit. Hello? Bobby Darren? Come in, please. Come in, Bobby Darren, please. <laughs> splish, splash, I was taking a bath. All about a Saturday night. Yeah, Bobby Darren, Splish Splash, his first hit, 1958. In 1966, the Rolling Stones sued 14 New York hotels that had banned them. They claimed the move hurt their careers. Yeah, but it saved a lot of television sets and furniture in the hotel rooms. I would ban them, too, if they were coming to my hotel to completely wreck it. Why would you want to do that? 1973, Bread performed for the last time in Salt Lake City, Utah. I loved Bread. What a great group. Also, uh, guitarist Donald Fagan and Walter Becker formerly dissolved Steely Dan in 1981, and they reunited in 1993. And we lost Johnny Lee Hooker in 2001. Blues man, Johnny Lee Hooker died of natural causes at his home at the age of 83. Bernie Coppell from The Love Boat. He was the doc. He was also Siegfried on Get Smart. He's 88 today. Uh, actress Marriott Hartley is 81. 
Musician Ray Davis of the Kinks, 77. Meredith Baxter-Burney from Family Ties, 74. And her co-actor in that series, Michael Gross, also 74 today, both born on the same day. Joey Kramer of the group Aerosmith is 71. And Berth Brethed of Obis, Opus rather, in Bloom County. Remember Bill the Cat? 64 today. Actress Juliet Lewis is 48. And Chris Pratt from Jurassic World, Guardians of the Galaxy, is 42. Those are the famous folks that are celebrating with us today. First News Binghamton presents The Lighter Side with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Yeah. Go Skateboarding Day. International Yoga Day. No thanks. National Seashell Day. It's National Selfie Day, too. I don't do selfies. I think I maybe have done one. <laughs> it's It makes things a lot easier if you buy yourself, you know. I mean, you don't have to worry about somebody taking the picture. Remember the old days you had to film, and you didn't know what it was going to look like for a week later, till a week later. <laughs> I'm not sure. Well, it might be in for some thunderstorms today. It depended on where you were on Saturday, apparently. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. There was this storm that came racing through down where we were that was like sideways rain and just very nasty. We had taken some friends up to show them our camper and our dogs and started to sprinkle a little bit and said, Real quick, get them back down to where their camper is before it starts to really pour. Well, we did have the van. We didn't have to take them back in the golf cart. But Well, I, I heard that. I think the, the six-year-old enjoyed the golf cart ride. Yeah, and the little one there enjoyed being licked in the face. The two-year-old? Yeah. Is that the two-year-old? The two-year-old, yeah. She loved that. <laughs> and somebody the showed dog. the two-year-old where the on-off switches for the headlights on the golf cart. Yeah, you don't want to do that. Yeah, that was fun. That was fine. They were just clicking them on and off yeah they uh she's when she gets her mind to do something she does that we have a chair in the living room that has a vibrating chair and has a leak she immediately she went in there yesterday i had a bunch of stuff sitting on it that we brought in from out for the car she just took took everything put it on the floor just threw it on the floor grabbed the remote and started playing with a vibrating chair you know it's like (laughs) hell with this we're just gonna do this but anyway oh it was a benefit down at the campground for the bradford county um, Humane Society, and it, uh, of course, last year was a little bit weird, and debate on whether or not we could allow people to pet the the kittens and things like that, that they brought. Right. But yeah. uh, we had some baskets of the basket raffles and the sale of hot dogs. This is not even counting flat out donations of uh, cash and pet food and cleaning supplies and things like that that people made to the Humane Society. But just for the baskets and the hot dog sales, $900 came in. So That's great. And, you know, a lot of people don't realize those shelters. I mean, they're not they're not a profit organization. They don't make no. a ton of money. No, what, they're, what they charge for adoption fees are basically going for the care of the animals. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When they you make a they're donor, not making money off it at all. No, not at all. I mean, and to me, I would much rather have an animal that is, you know, spayed or neutered or and it has its shots and everything rather than have to worry about all of that. Yeah, and, and this is kitten season, so if anybody is looking for a kitten, check your local shelters because this is the time of year that they are just overrun with kittens. Um, we had a, a very beautiful dog that was an adoptable dog that made an appearance. His name is Dee 
weasel. Mm -hmm. Um, But check with your local Humane Society animal shelter for maybe if you need a companion. Summertime is a fairly decent time to adopt, especially if you've got time off, because that gives you time to get the animal into your routine, get to know you, because it takes a while for an animal to figure out what has happened to it. Right. And so summertime gives them a little time for them to get acclimated and things when you do have possibly a little more time at home to, to get to know the animal and the animal get to know you. So definitely if you've been considering a new friend, check out your local shelter. Yeah, we've uh, we've I think every cat that I've ever owned has been a sheltered cat. Yeah. And we'll always And like you we'll said, spay and neuter. You know, a lot of them, if they're, the kitten's too young, um, when you're getting them from the shelter, a lot of the shelters have low-cost spay and neuter, neuter programs. Check with our local humane organizations and shelters and and ask about that if you've got a pet that you really it extends the the lifespan of the animal makes them a lot nicer animal a lot less diseases and things like that yes so definitely spay and neuter yeah and you don't have to worry about making unnecessary little kitties or puppies yeah that, uh, and adding to the problem of a pet overpopulation exactly and we don't need that but yeah pets are beautiful they're they're a lot of fun a lot of companionship and uh, i think a lot of people went after them this past year with the pandemic yeah now. pandemic puppies and stuff yeah. yeah but yeah but that's the thing is i was a little concerned about that is you got to know it's a long a lifelong commitment for the it animal. is yep. you know it's not just something to get and then toss away absolutely right all right we'll check in with kathy coming up in just a couple of minutes right now time for a better life with dr sanjay gupta presented by uhs a better life with dr sanjay gupta even though it's not formally recommended by all accounts the covid19 vaccines appear to be safe and effective in pregnant women I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. For its part, the American College of Obstetricians and Gynecologists, or ACOG, say, quote, all eligible pregnant individuals should have the choice to receive the vaccine. This is important, and I'll tell you why. A recent study published in the journal JAMA Pediatrics found that expectant mothers with a COVID-19 diagnosis from 18 countries were at higher risk for adverse outcomes, such as preeclampsia, infections, admissions to the ICU, even death. And babies born to mothers infected with the coronavirus were also at higher risk of preterm birth and low birth weight. So here's the message. Don't wait. Talk to your doctor about getting vaccinated and the best time to do so. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, helping you live a better life. Do you have an idea for an invention, but you don't know what to do next? Call InventHelp. They've been helping inventors for 35 years. InventHelp has helped over 10,000 inventors get patents. You can meet with an InventHelp representative who will keep your idea confidential and explain their invention process step by step. And InventHelp's data bank includes over 9,000 companies who have agreed to review new ideas. Call 800-217-4380. That's 1-800-217-4380. You took an antacid, and now your frequent heartburn's back. Stop heartburn before it begins with Prilosec OTC. Its unique delayed-release formula blocks heartburn at the source for 24 hours, so you can extinguish heartburn before it starts. Make the switch to Prilosec OTC today and live heartburn-free. Prilosec OTC. One pill a day, 24 hours, zero heartburn. It's possible while taking Prilosec OTC. Use as directed for 14 days to treat frequent heartburn. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. So it starts recording? 
Good morning. It's 69 degrees at 6.30. The forecast for today. We're starting out with the hot and muggies. It was actually in the 70s overnight. We've dropped back now to 69 degrees. Looking for a high today, moving up to around 90. There is a chance as we move through the day for some thunderstorm activity, and some of that activity could be severe. Tropical depression Claudette is regaining strength and expected to return to tropical storm status as it gets closer to the coasts of North and South Carolina. The system had maximum sustained winds of 35 miles per hour early today, but that's less than two days after it was blamed for 13 deaths in Alabama. A tornado with strong rotation has been confirmed on radar in suburban Chicago. That storm, with pronounced debris signature, was located late Sunday near Darien and Burr Ridge. Live video from news outlets showed large trees downed and damage to homes and vehicles. Photos from the village of Woodbridge shows a damaged fence, toppled trees, and bent street signs. News outlets also reported a gas leak and injuries in Naperville. The National Weather Service in Chicago said at 2 a.m. their time that the severe threat had ended. The line of storms had moved over northern Illinois and northwestern Indiana. Two European Championship soccer matches in Hungary are being investigated for potential discriminatory incidents. During Hungary's opening match against Portugal, images on social media showed people holding up anti-LGBTQ banners. The match was taking place in Hungary, and the incident comes just days after Hungary's parliament passed legislation banning the dissemination of content in schools deemed to promote homosexuality and gender change. That prompted criticism from human rights groups. Inez de la ABC News, Paris. WMBF First News Time 632. As New York hits its lowest positivity rate since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic at 0.38%, the state is starting to downscale the number of vaccination sites. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Friday the state will close down sites in Corning, Oneana, Potsdam, and New York College in Queens to focus on getting more shots to underserved communities. The Broome County Health Department is reporting small COVID-19 vaccination clinics are still being held around the region as the large vaccination center at the Broome, SUNY Broome Community College ice rink closed earlier this month. Today, a clinic for the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine will be held from 11.05 this morning to 1 this afternoon at Ross Park Zoo. Another J&J clinic will be held Thursday at the Whitney Point High School from 2 until 5 p.m. For more information, you go to the county's website, gobroomcounty.com. State officials over the weekend reported 70.9% of adult New Yorkers over the age of 18 had gotten at least one dose of a vaccine. The percentage of all New Yorkers, that includes those 12 to 17 that are the latest eligible for a shot, that have gotten at least the first dose is put at 56.6% and 50.8% with a complete series. The governor has not said where New York will open new sites, but says the announcement will be in coming days. New York State on Sunday reported only four additional deaths from the coronavirus pandemic, bringing the total to 42,912. There were 258 new cases for positive test results for COVID-19. New cases of COVID-19 continue to register low to non-existent in the southern tier. Friday, Broome recorded five new cases. Two new cases were reported each in Shenango, Cortland, and Tioga counties, while there were no new cases in the latest report from Cortland County. Delaware County is only updating their numbers weekly on Thursdays. 
WMBF First News Time 634. You were either amused or annoyed by the commercials for a giant car dealership that advertised throughout New York State, but the ads were no doubt unforgettable for close to two or close to four decades. Billy Fusillo operated car dealerships in New York and would pitch buyers huge uh, savings in television and radio ads. He died Thursday at the age of 65. His longtime attorney, Robert Scalone, told the Albany Times Union that Fusillo's health had been declining. Based in Syracuse, Fusillo Automotive Group was the largest privately owned dealership in the state at its peak. His gregarious presence in television ads and creative ploys to sell cars meant he was well-known across the entire state. He bought his first wholesale car dealership in 1981 and eventually grew the business to include two dozen dealerships in New York and Florida. It's 635, where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF and Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290, WNBF. Hey, let's start with baseball. Yankees and A's at Yankee Stadium yesterday. Yankees up 2-1, top of the ninth inning. And Oakland has runners on first and second with no outs. And then this. Well, here's the 1-0 to Murphy. Runners lead at first and second. No one out. Pitch. Hit on the ground at third. Ashella steps on the back. Goes to second two. On to first. A triple play. A triple play. Ball game over. Yankees win. What? The Yankees uh, two to one over Oakland. They took two out of the three games in the series, and their third triple play, ladies and gentlemen, third triple play this year. How about that? You know, it is amazing. Uh, let's see: Toronto, Houston, Minnesota, Kansas City, Seattle, and Detroit all winners in the AL over the National League. The Mets fall. Kyle Schwarber homered three times and tied a major league record with five in the last two games. Nationals over the Mets. 5-2 to two to take three out of the four in the series. Just wasn't the Mets series. St. Louis, the Cubs, Milwaukee, San Francisco, San Diego, the Dodgers, and Atlanta winners. Interleague, Cleveland over Pittsburgh. Rubble Ponies win a Father's Day matinee yesterday over the Portland Sea Dogs, 7-2. to two. They went 3-8 and eight in 11 game series. Uh, the Saturday night game was canceled because of rain rescheduled for August 4th. Ponies on the road. They start a six-game series tomorrow night against Reading. NHL Vegas over Montreal in overtime, two to one. And in the NBA yesterday, it was the number one seed Philadelphia Flyers, Philadelphia Flyers, Philadelphia 76ers against the number five seed Atlanta Hawks, and the Hawks taking them down, one hundred three to ninety six. They win the series in Game Seven and advance to play the Milwaukee Bucks. That's going to be an interesting series with Giannis and company and uh, the Bucks have been playing great they of course uh, against the Nets on Saturday night that was a great game went into overtime both teams were obviously gassed Kevin Durant trying to play the whole game and you know they didn't have uh, Kyrie Irving and of course uh, James Harden was like a mummy you know his leg was all bandaged up and everything he couldn't really do much so anyway injuries part of the game and unfortunately the injuries took down the Nets this year maybe next year for Brooklyn if they can stay healthy all right also Phoenix over the Clippers in game one of the Western Conference Finals 120 to 114 yesterday they're up 1-0 they didn't have Chris Paul but they had Devin Booker and he had 40 points he had a triple double so they were all set with that and in NASCAR yesterday, Kyle Larson 
wins his third straight NASCAR Cup debut in Nashville Super Speedway yesterday. Larson led 264 of the 300 laps. Third consecutive win in a points race, not including last weekend's All-Star race. How about that, Kyle Larson fans? Even if you're not a Kyle Larson fan, you got to say that's quite an accomplishment. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time 641. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Our road conditions this morning are looking good. We do have some patchy fog in the area. You may experience some of that on your commute till it burns off. But a uh, warm morning. You can feel the warmness right in the air. Partly sunny today is your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. There's a chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms in certain areas, and those isolated storms could be windy with gusts up to 26 miles per hour. Uh, thunderstorms high today in the upper 80s, so a very balmy day for our first full day of summer. Tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms could produce small hail, gusty winds, heavy rain, low mid to upper 50s. And Tuesday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers, high in the mid-60s. For Wednesday, though, we're looking like uh, more sun coming our way. Sunshine, highs in the low 70s. And right now, we're at 69 degrees, a warm morning here. At WNBF First News Binghamton, Doug Mosier, along with my co-host, Kathy White. And uh, we'll get Kathy in here in just a moment. 69 degrees. It's 640. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug and Kathy on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Good morning and uh, welcome to the first full day of summer, Kathy White. Yes, it is. You know, and uh, it said 77 in my car when I left the house this morning. It was 69, I think. I don't know what it was when I left my I was in the 60s when I left it my house. It says 69 here at the airport, but right. it was like in the upper 70s. I was running on the air conditioning. Quite a difference from what you, if you happen to be watching HGTV on uh, Friday night, what it looked like for the Triple Cities. Yeah. It was very early spring when... Dave, whatever his last name is, they are from My Lottery Dream Home, was in town to help a Binghamton couple that hit a million dollars on the scratch-off find their, their dream home. Oh, no kidding. I didn't know that. It was So we made national news. Yeah. No, it's not national. It was a TV. It's a TV program that's on every Friday night on HGTV that's My Lottery Dream Home, where this guy goes all over the country and... And with lottery winners and helps them find a house. Would you be ashamed of me if I told you I'd never heard of it? It's been on for a while. It's, my, it's one of my favorite shows. So I do. I record it every week. Well, I had known from some of our this, this Dave um, Baumgarten or something is his last name. Yeah, he's he's kind of hard to miss. He's very flamboyant and he's he's absolutely hysterical. And he had been spotted in the area. In the early spring, and we had gotten word that there were some of the, um, the, the, of course, way things were several months ago, pandemic wise, that there had been a lot of, uh, uh, some of the local cleaning companies that did specialized in sanitizing, um, locations and things like that had been contacted for the different things. Cause he, he'll find three different houses. Right. He visits a local realtor for kind of the lowdown on what the area is like. Mm-hmm. And he was very surprised at the affordability of homes in this area. But he, of course, he had a heck of a time. And he, he actually has unabashedly, when he has trouble saying the name of a place, he makes fun of himself. That sounds like me. And he just had, he, and every time he said, Binghamton right he goes I got 
it. And he would get all so excited when he said Binghamton correctly. Yeah, it's but a tough one. the thing that was kind of funny about it, and I'm, I'm sure I think that they, the Discovery – it's part of the Discovery streaming group. So yeah. I'm sure you can find the episode if you want to see it, the one that was on Friday. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember the couple's name. I'm not going to spoil it to tell you which of the three houses they cho- they chose. But there was one here in the area? They well, chose? yeah. They wanted to see houses in Binghamton, Johnson City, and, and Endicott areas. Okay. But when the, the – of course, the crew – Shows up ahead of time and does you know, like you know, like what we would call exteriors. By the way, our building got on. Oh, did it? Yeah, and yes. uh, Oakdale Pizza got on several times, and mm. the Nurchies. But um, besides the downtown Binghamton shots, they were getting some other like neighborhood shots, and they had drones flying over and everything. Well, a lot of the mood atmosphere establishing shots. We're a Wego. No kidding. Oh, Wego's very historic. Looking it's now. very well. There was a nice long drive right next to the river. Yeah, and they were talking about the rivers and the mountains and the hills mm-hmm. and stuff like that. Well, they were they were in a Wego, and that's the couple was looking for a home in Binghamton and the Cotter Johnson City. Yeah. Well, um, I'm going to try to dial that up and see if I can find it somewhere to see. I'm yeah, it was curious. just it was just this past Friday evening's episode. I'm sure you can find it on streaming because I know that they have the discre- discovery groups that have the, the cooking channel and all that stuff that's all in that group. And what was the name of the show again? My Lottery Dream Home. My Lottery Dream Home. All right. I'll have to remember that. That's um yeah. And Binghamton always looks different when they show it, you know? Yeah, it does. From Well, it's from somebody else's perspective. Yeah. We're trying to figure out what restaurants. Our friend uh, and uh, advertiser, when they were sitting to reveal which house they had chosen, they were seated at McCoy's Chop House. Yeah, well, there you go. See, there's a couple of movies like the the uh, Liebestraum movie and, of course, the Hugh yep. Grant movie about Binghamton University. Yeah. Which was kind of cool. They showed they showed a lot of different parts, and so you had to like blink your eyes a couple times and wait. Is that Binghamton? Oh yeah, oh yeah, that's that's this. I remember. Yeah, that. but for the fictitious stuff, then you know it's yeah. made to look a different way. This was actually you know streetscapes and and mm-hmm. things like that. But it was like it must have been February or March because it was barely starting to turn into spring, and it was it was it was kind of bare. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. I'll have, to, I'll have to check that out. All right. Now we'll check in with Kathy coming up in a couple minutes, too, with local headlines. Right now, time for our consumer and tech update. Here's Kim Commando. Texas and a few other states want their customers to enroll their Nest and other smart thermostats in a program all designed to help reduce power consumption. You might remember, Texas was unprepared for this year's record cold winter, and they're not ready for summer's heat wave either. I'm Kim Commando, and you'll be shocked at what some power companies are doing. Brought to you by ExpressVPN. Using the Internet without a VPN is like driving without car insurance. Get three months free at expressvpn.com slash Kim. If you buy a Nest or other smart thermostat, you may be asked to enroll in your state's energy-saving program. In Texas, many who did got a rude awakening. During heavy power usage, certain power companies sent a signal to Nest thermostats declaring something called an energy rush hour. It commanded the thermostat to raise the home's temperature. Some customers are livid. Naturally, we all want to help, but we also need to know what these smart devices can do without us knowing. Get more tech news 24-7 at commando.com. Does your printer have enough ink for another year of work reports and tax forms? If you print a lot or wish you can print a lot without worrying about ink, it's important to have the right printer. Epson is changing the game with their cartridge-free EcoTank printers that have super-sized, easy-to-fill ink tanks and come with a ridiculous amount of ink, enough to print thousands of pages. Stop buying expensive ink cartridges 
and save yourself from the frustration of replacing ink cartridges ever again. With the Epson EcoTank, you don't have to worry about running out of ink. Now you can print all of your business documents, reports, tax forms, and your task list in color too. I just love mine. It has saved me so much time and money. Kiss expensive cartridges goodbye. EcoTank makes it easy. So make the switch today. Add the Epson EcoTank to your online shopping list so you can just fill and chill. Epson EcoTank printers. Available at Target, Walmart, and Epson.com slash EcoTank. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Now some patchy fog around the area this morning. You may experience a little of that on your commute, but no traffic tie-ups or accidents to report right now. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast. Partly sunny today. There is a chance of some afternoon thunderstorms isolated and maybe some wind gusts up to 26 miles per hour, especially in thunderstorms. A high today will be in the upper 80s. Tonight, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers and thunderstorms overnight. Again, some strong winds possible. Gusty, uh, maybe some hail and some heavy rain. Low in the mid to upper 50s. Tuesday, mostly cloudy. Chance of showers, mid 60s. And Wednesday, we've got sunshine. Highs in the low 70s. We're at 69 right now. A very, you can feel the humidity in the air when you walk outside this morning. It's right there and it's like, okay, it kind of feels like we may get some of those uh, Binghamtonian thunderstorms that we're so used to, you know. And uh, didn't get really any over the weekend, so depending on where you are. There's some areas they did get uh, some heavy rain, so we didn't get too much uh, in my neck of the woods, but. Um, uh, you know, that's that's what we get this time of year. And throughout the summer, we have those uh, afternoon thunderstorms that kind of roll in. Hopefully, we'll have a pretty good year as we get into our first official day of summer. And, uh, well, you know, it's coming in with some showers and thunderstorms possible. But um, last year, we had a great summer. Lots of sunshine. Unfortunately, we were in the middle of a global pandemic, which, you know, still kind of put us uh, in isolation. But things opening up now. Kathy mentioned in some of the local headlines that, uh, you know, right now uh, we're, we're, New York has hit its lowest positivity rate since the start of the pandemic at 0.38%, which is a good sign. And uh, they've closed down some of the sites in Corning, Oneana, Potsdam, and New York College in Queens. Uh, of course, they closed down the big one here at the ice rink at SUNY. But there's still other places available uh, J&J Clinic will be held Thursday at the Whitney Point High School from 2 to 5 p.m. And uh, there's also another one at 11.05 this morning till 1 this afternoon at the Ross Park Zoo in Binghamton on Morgan Street. So there's uh, opportunities to uh, to get your vaccine, and it's free. So, uh, you know, if you uh, feel like it and you want to get it, you uh, can go get it. And uh, some people have been waiting and holding holding off a little bit. Because they didn't want, they wanted to avoid the lines. Well, there's really no lines now. People are, you know, it's all set. In fact, uh, had to get my wife had to get a COVID test the other day because she's going to get some tests done, and they still require you to do that. But I mean, there was nobody there. You just walk, you just go in, and boom. She had an appointment, but she showed up early, and they took care of her. So um, yeah, I mean, um, you know, things are starting to really squash now. So we're. Uh, we're in a good situation. We're in a good place right now. We'll check sports for you coming up in the next hour. Also, today is the premiere 
of the Dan Bongino Show, beginning at noon today, our first show with Dan Bongino. We said goodbye to Rush on Friday, sadly, um, bittersweet. Of course, we've been listening to a lot of the tributes to Rush Limbaugh over the past couple of months and uh, really enjoyed him. Uh, he was great on the WNBF Airways for over 30 years here, a friend to many people. A lot of you had a chance to call in and talk with him throughout those years. And uh, you know, we will miss him, and there will never be another one. But Dan Bongino has a great show. His podcasts are incredible. People have downloaded like 117 million of them last year in 2020. So we look forward to that at noon today, the debut of the Dan Bongino Show right here on WNBF. News Radio 1290. On this day in 1955, the man in black, Johnny Cash, made his first single debut, and it was a song called Hey Porter. We're going to Johnny Cash right up to ABC News. Hey Porter, hey Porter, would you tell me the time? How much longer would it be till we cross that Mason-Dixon line? At daylight, would you tell that engineer to slow it down? Or better still, just stop the train, because I want to look around. Hey Porter, hey Porter, what time did you say? How much longer will it be to like and see the light of day? When we hit Dixie, would you tell that engineer to ring his bell and ask everybody that ain't asleep to stand right up and yell? Source for news and information. This is News Radio 1290, WNBF Binghamton, and WNBF. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. We're back up to 70 degrees at 704. The forecast for today, we do have a chance of some showers. Right now, starting off with things a bit on the muggy side, high today is expected to be in the upper 80s. Heat and humidity are going to be the concern for many people this morning especially, and especially for those suffering with respiratory issues. That could include some that are still feeling the effects of a bout of COVID-19, as well as colds and allergies, chronic conditions. The muggy conditions could be eased by some thunderstorm activity that's possible for this afternoon but in the meantime if you have to be outdoors limit your time of activity seek air conditioning if you start to feel ill the national weather service in binghamton says some scattered storms this afternoon could be severe according to a hazardous weather statement this morning noah says a more organized round of scattered severe thunderstorms is expected this afternoon through early evening Forecasters say the main threats will be damaging winds, large hail, and frequent lightning. Locally, heavy rainfall is also possible, and an isolated tornado cannot be ruled out. Residents are advised to stay up to date on changing conditions and be prepared to take action if severe weather approaches. Broome County Sheriff's officials say a report of a suspicious person in a parking lot in the town of Windsor has turned up a fugitive wanted by Pennsylvania State Police. Sheriff's deputies were called around 4 Thursday afternoon and found a 32-year-old man who said he was Mario Darter IV. Authorities found Darter was wanted for possession of or, or manufacture of methamphetamine and driving under the influence of a controlled substance. Broome deputies say they found Darter in possession of a small amount of heroin and a small amount of methamphetamine when... When they arrested him, 
the the deputies say he's charged with two misdemeanor counts of drug possession and under a fugitive from justice warrant. Broome County Sheriff's officials are reporting significant damage to a house after a car piloted by an alleged drug driver drove into it on Thursday night. Authorities say a 2009 Hyundai sedan swerved across Route 79 in the town of Windsor and hit the house shortly after 9 p.m. 31-year-old Nathaniel Rutherford of Castle Creek told them a small animal ran across the road, causing him to swerve into the house at 1502 State Route 79. Authorities say Rutherford performed poorly on field sobriety tests and a drug recognition expert determined he was under the influence of narcotics. Rutherford is charged with driving while ability impaired, moving from a lane unsafely and driving an uninspected motor vehicle. Both the Hyundai and the house were said to have sustained significant damage. There were no injuries. A missing Otsego County girl is safe with her family, thanks to help from the public. New York State Police say they got a tip, called into 911, and found 14-year-old Angelia Sturdivant on Saturday morning in good health. Troopers say she was returned to her family. The teen had last been seen at her home in the town of Rosebloom on the evening of June 14th. Troopers thanked the public for helping to find the girl. Authorities did not provide any information about where the girl was found. WMBF First News Time 707. A new law gives nurses in New York a voice in hospital staffing plans. Governor Andrew Cuomo on Friday signed the legislation requiring general hospitals in the state to seek input from nurses and other personnel in creating staffing plans that are to include specific guidelines on how many patients each nurse is assigned. The law requires hospitals to form committees composed of registered nurses, licensed practical nurses, ancillary staff members providing direct patient care, and hospital administrators to form the staffing plans. Well, a pilot program experimenting with the concept of universal basic income is underway in New York in the Catskills. $500 payments have been sent out to 100 residents in the small towns, rural corners, and city blocks of Ulster County in the Hudson Valley. Recipients can use the extra money payments for whatever they need, be it food or a car payment, rent. For researchers, the payments could give them a fuller picture of how increasingly popular guaranteed income programs work. Cities from Compton, California, and Richmond, Virginia are currently trying out direct payments, but this program stretches out over a mix of places, some of them miles from bus lines and supermarkets. It's 709 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290, WMBF, and WMBF.com. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio. So it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290, WNBF. 
Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. It's game seven of the NBA Eastern Conference semifinals. The 76ers and the Hawks. Alan B trying to back in. He lost the ball. Kevin Herter gets it. Up ahead to Nello Gallinari. Gallo breaks it. He jams. And the Hawks lead 98-92 with 41 and a half seconds left. And Doc Rivers just had to call his final timeout. Doc Rivers just used his final timeout, and the Hawks lead by six. All right, and they ended up winning over the 76ers, knocking out the number one seed, 103-96. to The Atlanta Hawks will take on the Milwaukee Bucks, Giannis Antetokounmpo and company. That is going to be a battle. After the game yesterday, 76ers head coach Doc Rivers. This team last year got swept in the first round. We had a chance to go to the championship, uh, to the Eastern Finals. I'm not going to make this into a negative year. There you go. And uh, Trey Young had this to say after the uh, the game yesterday and the victory. I always want to make plays for my teammates, but I mean, it's the nature of the game. Sometimes it's not going to be your night, and uh, you're going to need some people to help you, and uh, tonight it was, it was great to have Kev do what he did. All right, and so they'll take on the Milwaukee Bucks. Meanwhile, game one of the Western Conference Finals, Phoenix Suns didn't have Chris Paul, but they didn't need him. Devin Booker, 40 points, 13 rebounds, 11 assists, a triple-double, 120-114 to 114 over the Clippers, 1-0 lead in the final series right there. So hockey heating up. Vegas and Montreal have deadlocked at uh, two games apiece after Vegas wins in overtime over the Canadians 2-1 yesterday. And Yankee Stadium. Yesterday, the Yankees and the A's. And the pitch is swung on and drilled to deep right center. It is high. It is far. It is off the right center field wall. Fraser has scored. Here comes Judge. The throw home is not in time. And the Yankees win 2-1 to one over Oakland. They had a triple play at the top of the ninth. Their third triple play of this year. Yankees win 2 out of 3 against the A's with a 2-1 win yesterday. Toronto, Houston, Minnesota, Kansas City, Seattle, and Detroit all winners in the National League. Kyle Schwarber homered three times and tied a major league record with five home runs in a two-game span as the Nationals beat the Mets 5-2 to take three out of the four games in that series. St. Louis, the Cubs, Milwaukee, San Francisco, San Diego, the Dodgers, and Atlanta all winners. Binghamton Rumble Ponies win a Father's Day matinee yesterday 7-2 over the Portland Sea Dogs. They went 3-8 and eight in what would have been a 12-game homestand. Uh, the games for Saturday night was canceled because of rain and rescheduled for August 4th. Ponies hit the road starting tomorrow night in Reading for a six-game series. And that is, no, let's do NASCAR, too. Kyle Larson's winning streak is confirmed a NASCAR Cup debut at Nashville Super Speedway. Larson led 264 of 300 laps for the third consecutive win in a points race, not including last weekend's All-Star race. That's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 713. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Some patchy fog burning off this morning in certain areas. What do we have for the first full day of summer? What else? Some balmy weather. Partly sunny with a 30% chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms. Highs in the upper 80s. Winds could gust up to 26 miles per hour in those isolated storms. For tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorms. Some of those storms, again, could produce small hail, gusty winds, and heavy rain. Low in the mid to upper 50s. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers, mid-60s. And Wednesday, lots of sun, highs in the low 70s. We're at 70 degrees right now already at 714. So a balmy day ahead of us, you can feel it. I can feel it my toes or the bumps on my head. 
WNBF First News Time is 7. Having a good summer so far? Hey, everybody pees in the pool. It's time for summer reading. There's nothing I love more than plopping down on the beach with a good page turner. I got a little bit of sun. I relaxed. I read a lot. Summer also means men wearing open-toed shoes. The bikini thing is neither here nor there. You are not wearing that to Buckle and Shari's pool party. Oh, Just fill your basket full of sandwiches and weenies. Then lock the house up. Now you're set. And on the beach, you'll see the girls in their bikinis. As cute as ever, but they never get them wet. While the bouncing ball. Those lazy, hazy, crazy days of summer. Those days of soda and pretzels. Yeah, I I would dig on that. We get our month and a half of summer around here in Binghamton, right? (laughs) We had a great summer last year. It was beautiful, man. I cannot say that enough because it's true. It was really nice. So hopefully we'll get a little bit more of that. Uh, today, though, it looks like we'll, we may see some isolated thunderstorms, and they could be nasty in certain areas. So it all depends on where it hits. Usually hits in my area, maybe yours. But uh, we could see some wind gusts. How high, Doug? 26 miles per hour in the thunderstorms. That's possible. Or you may not get anything. It may just go right over you. It's a 30% chance. Uh, right now, though, we're at 70 degrees, so it's a balmy morning here in the greater Binghamton area. And uh, coming off the Father's Day weekend, I hope you had a great weekend. Uh, just a couple of weeks away, we'll be doing it again with the 4th of July weekend. And uh, I've been told that they will have fireworks at Highland Park. Also, something very special that WNBF is doing. It's a tradition that Bill Flynn has done, I can't even tell you how many years, decades, he's been doing this. And, of course, last year, because of the pandemic, they weren't able to do it. But one of the big celebrations in our area here in the... Uh, Northern Pennsylvania area, right here on the southern tier, is the Montrose Independence Day events every year, which is just a stone's throw from here. So uh, because July 4th is on a Sunday, the only thing you're going to be doing is Sunday night, they will have fireworks at the Montrose Area High School. But then July 5th, that Monday, all their festivities will be going on. Bill Flynn and Kevin Bixby will be there starting at 8 a.m. The Pancake Breakfast of St. Paul's going on and the Independence Day races, the Arts and Crafts Chicken Barbecue. If you've never been there, it's worth taking a trip down there. It really is. It's not that far from here. And uh, they do a great job. They put on a, a fantastic event in Montrose. So hats off to all of our Pennsylvania listeners in the northern tier. And uh, Bill Flynn will be heading your way in just a couple of weeks. He's been busy doing a lot of stuff. Every time I see Bill, because he comes in here, he says, Doug, we're, we're getting real busy. You're, they're getting very busy. So he likes to get out and be a part of the community because that's what he's all about. So uh, we're looking forward to getting him out a little bit more. And uh, as the uh, pandemic lifts and the masks continue to come off, 
hopefully all of us will be getting out and doing more things as well. So looking forward to it. All right. WNBF First News Time is 722. Let's uh, check in again with Wall Street. Stock futures swinging overnight ahead of Monday's open. Dow futures were down around 200 points before rebounding. This follows a week that saw the Dow down 3.5% amid concerns the Fed may speed up plans to boost interest rates to stave off inflation. American Airlines says it will cancel about 1% of its July flights. American says it's been hit with unprecedented weather problems and labor shortages at some of its hubs. Natural gas prices are heating up as demand rebounds. U.S. producers, though, are still sticking to slower drilling plans that were put in place when a glut in the market pushed prices down. Natural gas futures are now nearly double their level from a year ago. A lot of Americans are finding a lot of leverage as they look for jobs. The Wall Street Journal says expanding openings in places like restaurants, warehouses, and transportation means that employers are competing for workers and now offering higher pay and bonuses. Brian Clark, ABC News. Thank you, Brian. WNBF First News Time 723. And uh, we've got uh, something in tech trends coming up here in just a minute. Plus... We'll get to Kathy's take on local headlines here in just a few minutes as well. Right now we're at 70 degrees. We got possibly some thunder boomers coming our way. Uh, a little bit more on that uh, as we progress into the morning. 723 right now. It's WNBF First News. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. And good morning to you, and welcome to a brand new work week. Uh, in addition to being the first full day of summer, it's all, I can't believe I'm even saying this, it's also Amazon Prime Day, ABC's Dave Packer. Amazon Prime Day is now underway. After being pushed back to October last year because of the pandemic, Prime Day is now back in its normal early summer time slot. Here's Engadget's Commerce Editor, Valentina Palladino. This is a chance for Amazon to drum up a lot of sales uh, during a time that doesn't really have a lot of other shopping-focused holidays. Prime Day sales can end abruptly, which is why Paladino says it's important to get organized before you start shopping. Making a list ahead of time using the wish list function on Amazon is a really great way to kind of keep track of the things that you will want to buy during Prime Day. She also says Amazon's own products are expected to see a lot of discounts. Things like Echo speakers, um, Amazon Fire tablets and Fire TV devices, and even things like Kindles. However, to score these deals, you will have to be a subscriber to Amazon Prime. Prime Day runs through the end of Tuesday. With Tech Trends, I'm Dave Packer, ABC News. Thank you, Dave. WNBF First News Time is 727. Will Smith is ready to open up about his life story. Penguin Press announced Sunday that Smith will release his memoir uh, entitled Will on November 9th. The actor-rapper shared a photo of the book's cover art to more than 54 million of his followers on Instagram. Smith said he is finally ready to release his memoir after working on the book for the past two years. It will be published by the I Penguin Random House imprint of Penguin Press and is co-authored by Mark Manson. Manson is the author of The Subtle Art or Not Giving... I can't can't believe they put this up here. It's missing a a letter, but... um, it begins with an F. I'm, I can't say anymore. Uh, looks to tell a story about Smith's life and career. They got a, you know, they actually have a television series now. It's on one of the streaming channels called um, what's it called? Um, Kevin. It's got an explicitive in it. If you know, if you know what I'm talking about, um, Kevin can go. You know what? Himself, basically. That's the. That's the. I can't believe it. 
if I didn't see it myself. You know, I don't know if you went to the movie theater over the weekend or not, but uh, The Hitman's Wife's Bodyguard was the top movie in the box office. The Lion Gates film starring Ryan Reynolds, uh, Samuel L. Jackson, and Selma Hayek brought uh, an $11.6 million domestically to claim the number one spot in its debut. Uh, the first one I really enjoyed. It was, uh, it was very entertaining. I'm sure the second one is equally entertaining. The Hitman sequel notched A Quiet Place Part 2, which took hold of the second spot in its fourth weekend of release. The Paramount horror thriller became the first of the pandemic era to reach $100 million domestically. This weekend, Godzilla vs. Kong became the second movie of the pandemic to cross 100 million. The film was garnered, has garnered more than 442.5 million worldwide. Meanwhile, in the Heights, which is the dance, Latino dance movie, continues to struggle at the box office. It dropped to six. And like I said, maybe just people aren't just not into the artsy movies yet. They're not ready to do that. Maybe they can't sit still in the theater long enough, you know? We'll see how the movie does when they transfer it over to video. Sometimes they do better uh, when it goes that way. But uh, two of the movies I would really like to see, The Hitman's Wife Bodyguard, the number one movie over the weekend, and I want to see A Quiet Place Part 2. just haven't had uh, the weekend where I could put it together and go to the movie theater and check it out. We'll be talking to, uh, and I hope I don't mess his name up, Andreas Johansson, the owner of the Binghamton Black Bears, coming up next hour. I haven't had a chance to talk to Andreas. There's been some some developments. Uh, obviously, they have their first head coach now, and uh, I'm sure as the weeks and months towards the season, which starts in late October, and their first home game is, uh, I think, November 6th here at the Visions Federal Credit Union Veterans Memorial Arena. So we'll talk with uh, the owner of the Binghamton Black Bears next hour, see if there's any new developments and things that are going on. and It'll be interesting, and I'm kind of excited to talk to him. I haven't talked to him yet. This is WNBS First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 70 degrees at 7.30 forecast for today well we've got some partly sunny skies and a chance of some afternoon showers and thunderstorms popping up some of those storms have a potential for stirring up some gusty winds maybe some hail and lightning so stay tuned we're looking for a high in the upper 80s Weather conditions caused by Tropical Storm Claudette being cited as a factor in a deadly multi-vehicle pileup in Alabama over the weekend. The county coroner says a car likely hydroplaned on slick roads. Nine of ten children in one vehicle killed two victims, 29-year-old Cody Fox and his nine-month-old daughter Ariana. In another vehicle, eight children killed. Officials say the youngest was just three years old. That van was carrying a group from a ranch that helps vulnerable youth. Can the U.S. and North Korea get back to talking? Well, that question is circulating as the new administration keeps making forays into diplomacy. On a visit to Seoul, senior U.S. and South Korean officials have discussed the possibility of resuming discussions with the North. The U.S. special rep for North Korea, Sun Kim. We took note of the recent statement out of Pyongyang regarding their preparation for dialogue. And we hope to receive a positive response to our proposal for a meeting He adds the ultimate goal remains the complete denuclearization of the Korean peninsula. For his part, the North Korean leader recently ordered officials there to prepare for both dialogue and confrontation. 
Tom Rivers, ABC News at the Foreign Desk. The Tokyo Olympics will allow some local fans to attend when the Games open in just over a month. This goes against the country's top medical advisor who has recommended the safest way during the COVID-19 pandemic is without any fans. Fans from abroad were banned several months ago. Japanese organizers have set a limit of 50% of capacity up to a maximum of 10,000 fans for all Olympic venues. Officials say fans will be under strict rules. They will not be allowed to cheer. They must wear masks and are being told, go straight home after the event. Tokyo and other areas are under quasi-emergency status until July 11th. The Olympics are set to open July 23rd. WMBF First News Time at 7.32. As New York hits its lowest positivity rate since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic at 0.38%, the state is starting to downscale the number of vaccination sites it has. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Friday the state will close sites in Corning, Oneana, Potsdam, and Queens to focus on getting more shots to underserved communities. Now, the Broome County Health Department is reporting it's still having some smaller COVID-19 vaccination clinics around the region as the large vaccination center at BCC closed earlier this month. Today, there's going to be a clinic for the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine from 11.05 this morning to 1 this afternoon at Ross Park Zoo. Another J&J clinic will be held on Thursday at the Whitney Point High School. That one is from 2 to 5 p.m. If you'd like some more information or to register ahead of time, go to www.gobroomcounty.com. New York State on Sunday reported only four additional deaths from the coronavirus pandemic, bringing the total statewide to 42,912. There were 258 new positive test results. New cases of COVID-19 continue to register low to non-existent, meanwhile, in the southern tier. Friday, Broom reported five new cases. Two new cases reported for each, Shenango, Cortland, and Tioga counties. While there were no new cases in the latest report from Cortland County, Delaware County only updates its numbers weekly on Thursday. WMBF News Time, 734. This is kind of interesting. New York City's trying a little something different at the polls for the mayoral primary tomorrow. It's called ranked choice voting. Rather than pick just one candidate, voters get to rank candidates in order of preference. Even if a voter's top choice doesn't have enough support to win, their rankings of other candidates still play a role in determining the victor. One downside of the system is it makes it tough to forecast a winner before the vote count is 100% complete. That means people should not expect to learn who won on election night. There are 13 candidates on the ballot in the Democratic New York City mayoral primary. Only two Republican candidates face off, making ranked choice pretty much a non-factor. Interesting concept anyway. It's 735 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Join Bob Joseph weekday mornings 9 till noon for Binghamton Now. Interesting guests around the community along with your comments and opinions on News Radio 1290. WMBF. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays noon to 3 on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an un- 
imaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton. Now, Doug Mosier with sports on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Yankees and A's at the stadium last night, and uh, Yankees up 2 1, top of the ninth. A's have two runners on with no outs, and then this. Well, here's the 1 0 to Murphy. Run is lead at first and second, no one out. Pitch. Hit on the ground at third. Ashella steps on the back, goes to second, two, on to first. A triple play! A triple play! Ball game over. Yankees win. The Yankees win. And it was their third triple play of the season to uh, stand the go-ahead run at the top of the ninth, bailing out Araldis Chapman in a shaky outing and closing down the 2-1 win. They won uh, two out of the three in the series against the A's. Not an easy feat. A's are good this year. Toronto, Houston, Minnesota, Kansas City, Seattle, and Detroit all winners over the National League. Kyle Schwarber homered three times, tied a major league record with five home runs in a two-game span. And Washington beat the Mets 5-2. to two. St. Louis, Cubs, Milwaukee, San Francisco, San Diego, Dodgers, and Atlanta all winners. The Rumble Ponies winning a Father's Day matinee yesterday at Morabito Stadium. 7-2 over the Portland Sea Dogs. They went 3-8. and eight. And what would have been a 12-game homestand, Saturday's game was postponed and rescheduled for August 4th due to inclement weather. Something we're not, it's not too unfamiliar to us here in this area. In the NBA last night, Phoenix over the Clippers. They lead 1-0 now in that Western Conference Finals. Atlanta shutting down the 76ers, 103-96. to they go on, they'll play the Milwaukee Bucks in the Eastern Conference Finals. What a matchup that's going to be. And in the NHL, Vegas knots up the series at two apiece with an overtime win, 2-1 to one, over the Canadians. Kyle Larson winning NASCAR Cup's debut at Nashville, Nashville's Super Speedway. Larson led 264 of 300 laps for his third consecutive win in a points race, not including last weekend's All-Star race. Rick Hendrick's car had been to victory lane six consecutive weeks, dating to Alex Bowman's May 9th win at Dover. And beginning today, pitchers will be ejected and suspended for 10 games if caught using foreign substances to doctor baseballs. Such grip aids have been... Illegal, but the ban has rarely been enforced. That changes this week. Major and minor league umpires will make regular checks of all pitchers, even if opposing managers don't request inspections. Pitchers and coaches are uncertain what the crackdown will look like, with Yankees ace Garrett Cole saying he's in the same boat as everyone else, just waiting for this to play out. The spitball. Isn't that what they call it? The spitball? One of those? Anyway, that's a look at sports. WNBF First News Time, 741. Traffic and weather together now on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Patchy morning fog, most of that probably burning off as we speak, but you may run into a little bit of it. Your WNBF Twin Tiers forecast for the first full day of summer, partly sunny 
Could see some isolated showers and thunderstorms this afternoon with some gusty winds up to 26 miles per hour, wherever they may hit. Highs in the upper 80s. For tonight, mostly cloudy, chance of showers and thunderstorms, and again, some small hail, gusty winds, and heavy rain could be involved in those storms. Low, mid to upper 50s. Tuesday, mostly cloudy, chance of showers, highs in the mid 60s. And for Thursday, or for Wednesday, rather sunny, with a high in the low 70s. And right now we're at 70 degrees, a very warm, balmy Monday morning here. Pleasure to have you along with us. WNBF First News Time. It's 7.42. Welcome to First News Binghamton on News Radio 1290 WNBF. Here's Doug Mosier. And welcome to the 172nd day of 2021 with 193 days left. It is also the first day of summer, the first official day. Now, is this the longest day of the year or was it yesterday? Yesterday, summer came in. Uh, but today is the first full day, so I don't remember which which is which. But anyway, either way, it's going to be a longer day. And it's summertime. And we're seeing temperatures right now. It's 70. And you can feel the humidity in the air. You can feel the warmness. And it looks like we'll see temperatures near 90 today, upper 80s, and maybe some isolated thunderstorms possible moving through the area. And some of those storms, as Kathy White tells us, could see some. we could see some wind gusts as high as 26 miles per hour, especially when the thunderstorms hit. So we'll see if and where they hit today. And then tonight... We have more chances for showers and thunderstorms overnight. And again, some small hail, gusty winds, heavy rain, lows in the mid to upper 50s. Looks like by the time we hit Wednesday, though, it'll be a nice day with sunshine and highs in the low 70s. So we've got some sunny weather coming. And, boy, it was nice yesterday, too. It was, uh, you know, hit or miss over the weekend, depending on where you were. But certainly uh, a nice day yesterday, a pleasant day. And I hope you had a chance to enjoy your Father's Day dad's. And uh, those of you who uh, have your dads, hopefully you had a chance to either talk to them or spend a little time with them. I talked to my dad yesterday for a little while. His birthday's tomorrow, so it kind of falls in between. Uh, we usually try to do something. And it's, it's uh, the irony of it is, well, I don't know if it's irony or not, but uh, it's kind of a nice thing. We have two kids in our family. Uh, my daughter and my stepdaughter both have birthdays that kind of sometimes fall on Father's Day. Is right in that era, the 18th and the 20th. So, in fact, uh, my daughter was born on Father's Day, and so was uh, my stepdaughter. So it's kind of nice to, you know, kind of celebrate with your kids as well. So we had some fun yesterday. We enjoyed our time together. And, of course, the little one, our two-year-old, turned two today, that is. So we're uh, we're celebrating. We're a celebrating family. I hope you're having a great day, whatever you're doing. We're excited about the premiere of the Dan Bongino Show, which will make its debut here on WNBF. At 12 noon today, we're excited. I'm keeping my fingers crossed that we got everything set for this for this broadcast. Um, thank goodness, uh, Dave, our our engineer, is on. The, he's one of these guys that he's very very dedicated to his craft, and uh, he's always up on everything. And I'll say to him, "Hey, Dave, we got this or that." And right away, he's he's asking for information. He's putting it into the system. He's he's calling um, you know their tech people and making sure everything is all right. So uh, credit to him actually for making sure this whole thing uh, goes off. It was uh, you know it, it's been kind of a, a a work in motion for several months when Rush passed away in February. I mean, we all knew that it was probably inevitable that Rush was going to pass away. He had been suffering with uh, with cancer 
for uh, a couple of years anyway, I believe. And uh, so, you know, figuring out what we were going to do when that happened, and nobody really had a definite plan. And over the past year or so, Dan Bongino has really emerged on the scene uh, as a uh, conservative talk show host and uh, 117 million audio downloads last year. I know he's very popular. I obviously uh, realized it when uh, the emails and phone calls started pouring in here late February into beginning of March and continued right up until even this weekend. I had several emails from people saying, oh, we're glad you're you're putting on Dan Bongino. So hopefully you'll like the show. It debuts today at noon, and you'll hear it every weekday from noon to 3 right here on WNBF News Radio 1290. Trying to get a, a, a dialogue going with, with Dan to call in and talk with Bob Joseph. I'm working on that right now. It would be great to uh, have him come on the show and through the phone, of course, and talk to us a little bit about his show, and um, hopefully that will happen. We're working on it, but we're excited about the show today anyway, so hope you will enjoy it as well. All right, yesterday was Father's Day. Today is the first official full day of summer, and with that, our WNBF fun facts today will have to do with summer. So how much do you know about summer? We'll find out. Fun facts coming up. 70 degrees. First news The news and information you can trust. This is WNBF First News. Here's Doug Mosier. Well, it looks like partly sunny today. Chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms could be isolated in certain areas and highs in the upper 30s and again some wind gusts as high as 26 miles per hour in those thunderstorm areas most uh uh, also for tonight, mostly cloudy, maybe a 70% chance of showers and thunderstorms, and more small hail, gusty winds, heavy rain, mid to upper 50s. Tomorrow, chance of showers, mostly cloudy, mid-60s. Right now, we're at 79, well, I'll make it 70 degrees, I'm sorry, 70 degrees, and let's get an entertainment update. ABC Entertainment News. Let's go do what we do. It's the number one debut for the hitman's wife's bodyguard. The action comedy sequel earned $11.6 million over the weekend at what it's made since its Wednesday opening, and you've got a $17 million pal. There's nothing left. That knocks A Quiet Place Part 2 back into second place. Another $9.4 million bucks there. They'd better enjoy the wins while they can. Crank it all the way up. F9 will likely suck all of the air out of the room when it opens next weekend. It's Godzilla. Godzilla vs. Kong just crossed the $100 million domestic earnings threshold. 12 weeks after opening. That makes it the second movie this year to hit that mark. A Quiet Place Part 2 was the first and did it in just 15 days. Foo Fighters played to a sold-out, vaccinated-only crowd Sunday night at New York City's Madison Square Garden, the first full-capacity arena show at that venue since the pandemic began. And actor Chris Pratt turns 42 Monday. I'm Christopher Watson, ABC News. Time to test your knowledge of facts and fiction with a little help from America's most cantankerous judge. It's WNBF's... That's the truth. Or... That's baloney. And since it is the first official full day of summer, I thought our fun facts would uh, pertain to summer. What do you think? Don't give me baloney. Because I don't like baloney. Well, it might have some baloney in here. I'm sure we will. Maybe a little mustard on that, too. Fun fact number one, the first modern Olympic Games were actually held in the summer. The first modern Olympic Games were actually held in the summer. What do you think? That's the truth. In 1896 in Athens, Greece. Fun fact number two, 
The month of June is named after the Roman goddess Juno. The month of June is named after the Roman goddess Juno. Hmm. That's the truth. Yep. Enough said. Fun fact number three, blueberries are one of the summer's best summer treats. Blueberries, one of the summer's best summer treats. That's baloney. No, it's watermelon, one of the summer's best summer treats. Watermelon, you got to have watermelon. You can't have a picnic without watermelon. And ants, you got to have ants too. Did you know that watermelon's not really a fruit, but a vegetable instead? Yeah, it belongs to the cucumber family of vegetables. Isn't that something? So actually you're, you're eating your vegetables and enjoying it and spitting out the seeds. Fun fact number four, the dog days of summer refer to the pet food shortage during the Depression era. The dog days of summer refers to the pet shortage, the pet food shortage during the Depression era. That's baloney. I couldn't even say that with a straight face. <laughs> of course, we know that. <laughs> That's right. Kathy's right. Sirius the dog star, which is in from July 3rd to August 11th. The star is located in the constellation of Canis Major. <laughs> All right. And it is not because of the pet food shortage. No, it is not. That's baloney. Yes. And? You're an idiot. All right. Fun fact number five. Roman general Mark Antony. There's no N, there's no uh, H in there. Mark Antony. Roman general Mark Antony named the month of July, believe it or not, after Julius Caesar. Roman general Mark Antony named the month of July after Julius Caesar. What do you think? That's the truth. Yes, and the salad as well. How about that? Those are some fun facts about the first official day. Well, it's summer fun facts, not just the first official day of summer. All kinds of facts about summer. You know, mosquitoes are the most prevalent during summer months. They've been on Earth for more than 30 million years. You ever see Jurassic Park? Yeah. Most theme and water parks are on a summer seasonal schedule. Most amusement parks have a full-time season from Memorial Day to Labor Day. And more thunderstorms occur during summer than any other time of year. They are also uh, they also take place more commonly in the southeast of England, apparently. And, of course, north of Montrose, right? <laughs> right here in Binghamton. Yeah, and ice pops were invented in 1905 by an 11-year-old boy, by accident, of course. Some summer fun stuff. Another interesting fact about summer is that television shows used to only be reruns during the summer months. The idea being that everyone was outside enjoying the weather. Still kind of is for some of the programs, but they have new programs that start now in summer. But they've kind of done that in the past, haven't they? They used to have, like, the Smothers Brothers and Glenn Campbell and different people that would show up. And my music just ran out, which means it's close to ABC News. We'll be talking with Andreas Johansson, the owner of the Black Bears, the Binghamton Black Bears, our new hockey team, which will start here uh, late October into November. And we'll talk to him about the team and find out any updates that may have occurred over the last couple of weeks or uh, maybe some things that you didn't know. So we're excited about having a hockey team here in the fall again after losing the Binghamton Devils. So it'll be interesting to uh, to check that out. Kathy's got local headlines for you coming up in just a couple of minutes. Our final hour of uh, WNBF First News Binghamton and Bob Joseph in today for WNBF's Binghamton Now and then the premiere 
of the Dan Bongino Show at noon today. We're excited about Dan being part of the airwaves as well. So that's all coming your way right after ABC World Headlines in just a couple of minutes. Right now, WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 71 degrees at 8.04. The forecast today, starting out partly sunny and humid. We could have highs today in the upper 80s, possibility of some thunderstorms. The heat and humidity, again, though, are going to be the concern for many people to start off the day, especially if you have any issues with breathing, respiratory disease. That even could include some still-feeling effects of a bout of COVID-19. Some people have colds, allergies, chronic conditions. The muggy conditions could be eased by some thunderstorm activity that is possible for this afternoon. Now, the National Weather Service is saying that there could be some severe weather possible. Before that happens with the heat and humidity, limit time outside if you do have some of those respiratory issues. According to a hazardous weather statement issued this morning, the National Weather Service in Binghamton says a more organized round of scattered severe thunderstorms is expected through early this evening. Forecasters say the main threats would be damaging winds, large hail, and frequent lightning. Locally heavy rainfall is also possible in an isolated tornado not out of the question. The forecast for now is calling for a possibility of wind gusts over 25 miles per hour. Residents are advised to stay up to date on the changing conditions and be prepared to take action if severe weather develops. Broome County Sheriff's officials are reporting significant damage to a house after a car piloted by an alleged drugged driver drove into it on Thursday night. Authorities say a 2009 Hyundai sedan swerved across Route 79 in the town of Windsor and hit that house shortly after 9 p.m. 31-year-old Daniel Rutherford of Castle Creek told them a small animal ran across the road, causing him to swerve into the house at 1502 State Route 79. Authorities say Rutherford performed poorly on field sobriety tests and a drug recognition expert determined he was under the influence of narcotics. Rutherford is charged with driving while ability impaired, moving from a lane unsafely, and driving an uninspected motor vehicle. Both the Hyundai and the house were said to have sustained significant damage. There were no injuries. Broome County Sheriff's officials say a report of a suspicious person in a parking lot in the town of Windsor has turned up a fugitive wanted by Pennsylvania State Police. Sheriff's deputies were called around 4 on Thursday afternoon and found 32-year-old man who said he was Mario Darter IV. Authorities say the Walton man was wanted for possession or manufacture of methamphetamine and driving under the influence of a controlled substance. Broom deputies say they found Darter in possession of a small amount of heroin and a small amount of methamphetamine when they arrested him. He's charged with two misdemeanor drug possession counts and under a fugitive from justice warrant. A missing Otsego County girl is safe with her family thanks to help from the public. New York State Police say they got a tip called in to 911 and found 14-year-old Angelina Sturdivant on Saturday morning in good health. Troopers say she was returned to her family. The teen had last been seen at her home in the town of Rosebloom on the evening of June 14th. Troopers thanked the public for helping to find the girl. The authorities did not provide any information about where she was found. WMBF First News Time, 807. New York State Police say a Broome County man is accused of lying about a crash in the town of Union. 
Authorities say 27-year-old Aaron Colvin of West Windsor is charged with making a false written statement in connection with the incident on Twist Run Road April 18th. According to investigators, Colvin claimed a friend was driving a vehicle that crashed and allegedly said the driver fled before police arrived. Troopers were unable to find anyone nearby and also found no evidence indicating anyone besides Colvin had been in the vehicle at the time of the crash. Investigators eventually concluded that a written statement signed by Colvin was not true. He has been ordered to appear in town of Union Court on July 6th. Construction crews are working on the first of several levee repair projects that are planned this year in Broome County. Workers from Procon Contracting of Endwell are excavating a section of an old flood wall behind an 18-unit apartment complex on River Terrace just east of Mercero Park in the Union District of Endicott. The project is being done under a contract with the New York State Office of General Services for work overseen by the Department of Environmental Conservation. The deteriorated 18-inch pipeline that runs under the levee is being replaced The work actually began last Monday. It's expected to be completed in about three weeks. Similar projects are planned this summer in Johnson City, Lyle, and other parts of Broome County. It's 8.09 where news breaks first. News Radio 1290 WMBF and WMBF. Welcome to First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. And good morning. Welcome to the first full day of summer. Summer is here, and we've got a nice, uh, well, we've got a nice set of storms possibly rolling through the next couple of days, but we'll talk about that in a couple minutes. Right now, joining me, though, on the phone line is the owner of the Binghamton Black Bears, our new hockey team, Andreas Johansson, is with us. Good morning. Good morning, Doug. How you doing? I'm doing good, and we're pleased to have you on. I know you're on with Bob, but I haven't had a, the opportunity to speak with you yet, and maybe some of our listeners really haven't been introduced to you, so we thought we'd take this time to uh, let you tell us a little bit about the team and what's going on. So how did this whole thing come together? We lost the Binghamton Devils, and now the Binghamton Black Bears are coming in. Tell us how this whole thing came together. Oh, yeah, I mean, that, that yeah, in a nutshell, that was pretty much it. You know, Binghamton was a market... Um, I own another team in the in the same league. Mm-hmm. I own the Watertown Wolves, and Binghamton was a market that for a while we looked at and said this would be a great spot for us. But obviously, the Devils were were still there, even though they were playing in, in uh, Newark at the time. And you know, when once when things started to happen and it became clear that the team was moving, we were probably the league that could move real fast. You know, I could put things together and. You know, the county executive and the whole office uh, of, of the county executive Garner and uh, the arena board moved incredibly fast. Uh, Chairman Reynolds, everybody was very supportive and wanted to get a deal done quickly. And we were able to to put something together that we think is going to be here to last. A, a very long time. Yeah, you know, we're as I said before, we're a hockey town. We've been a hockey town for over 50 years, and, uh, you know, we love our hockey sports here. Uh, it, unfortunately, last year it was bittersweet for us because we were rooting for a team that was playing down in New Jersey, and we didn't get to go to any of the games, obviously. Uh, the Binghamton Black Bears are part of the FPHL Hockey League. Tell us about that. So the FPHL is going into its 11th season now you know it started out kind of really being just a regional league in the northeast uh, primarily new york but it's it's really spread out since um some you know some of our bigger rivals are going to be in Elmira, you know just down the road 
we have a great success story there. Uh, they came from a higher league and joined the Fed and grew their attendance significantly. Same story in Columbus, Georgia. Same story in uh, Winston-Salem. So we're really excited to bring this product to the Binghamton market. You know, you're going to see a lowering of ticket prices, which was, I think, the number one concern people had with the Devils. And number two, you're going to see a much more open style of hockey. You know, we're not an affiliated league, so guys are not necessarily looking to get called up. I mean, they want to be in Binghamton. They play for the love of the game and nothing else. And you're gonna, that's going to be reflected in the way the game's played. It's a lot more physical. It's a lot more less tactically controlled. And uh, the players and, and the organizations in our league are very, very well set up to be involved in the community in a way that a team a little bit higher up, higher up perhaps cannot always be. So I think that, that's what fans tend to love about this league, and that's why the attendance figures usually goes up. The ticket prices drop. The style of hockey is very entertaining, very physical. With you know, you still see some little bit of fighting, and uh, the community aspect. I mean, those are really the three things that we try to drive home. Yeah, and I think you, as you mentioned, you'll see a consistency in the team players throughout the year, uh, and so that'll that'll I think that will bond them better and make them more cohesive. Obviously, now you have chosen the first head coach, James Henry. Tell us about that. You know, when you're looking for a coach at any level, you know, especially minor leagues, you're looking for a couple different things. I mean, the most important, obviously, is the personality of the person, right? It's got to be a guy that understands what the league is about, understands the community aspect, wants to buy into our, your city, your team motto for Binghamton and build a team that's here to laugh. Uh, second thing you're looking at is what's his ability to recruit players? Has he played at a higher level? Yes, he has for more than 400 games in the East Coast League. Does he know scouts? Does he know college coaches? Yes, he does. Uh, number three, does he know the game of hockey? Yes, he certainly has exceptional knowledge of the game of hockey where we can get advantage uh, during games and also during practice. I mean, it's important to note that even though it's not the NHL or the AHL, we're looking at a 60-game season plus playoffs. So whatever you start off with, if you have a good coach, if you assume that all teams in the league are fairly even, if you have a good coach that can work with the material you have, you can improve 10, 15, maybe even 20% during the season, and that will that will often put you over the top. So we're looking for results. We're looking for results right away. The fans of Binghamton, frankly, uh, since the Calder years, you know, you, you deserve to have some success again. So that's our that's our objective from day one to be competitive, and we think he's the guy to do it. Yeah, you know, and I've talked to some people who are familiar with the FPHL, and they say that uh, people in this area will be pleasantly surprised at the the level of play that you're going to bring. Now, have you um, have you so- chosen all the players yet, or are you still working on that? No, no, that that's still a work in in progress. Mm-hmm. Uh, luckily, you know, th- that's funny actually. On on that note, with the players, it's. People assume, and I used to be that way too until I got involved as an owner elsewhere, that the players is the hardest part, but it's actually not. Because if you look at the amount of players every year that play juniors in Canada and the HL without getting drafted, you look at the number of college players in the U.S. that finish college, if you look at the number of European very talented players that want to go to North America, it's an extraordinarily high number. And even though we are, you know, one of, of five pro leagues in the U.S., we still have 
a really, really large selection of players to choose from. So building a team, actually, it's, it's certainly not easy. Uh, I'm not going to say that anybody can do it. But finding the players is not necessarily the most challenging part. Finding the right players, making it work together as a team, that's hard work. And that you go through in training camp. And, you know, the first few games, you're always tinkering with the lineup. But I'm not concerned at all with Coach, Coach Henry's ability to find players. And we have a few guys that we'll be unveiling over the next few weeks that are, are going to be real quality players. And then it's just about building not just the best players, but you're really going to have the right players. Hmm, interesting. I'm talking with Andreas Johansson. He's the owner of the Binghamton Black Bears. Andreas, tell us a little bit about you. Tell us about your background. Wow. Well, I'm I'm a, I'm a real estate developer mm-hmm. and a real estate investor. Really, I I manage investments for uh, large retirement funds and and uh, REITs, which is a real estate investment trust. Uh, they're often publicly traded. Um, so I manage their money and make an acquisition. We buy big, big package this property, turn them into performing assets, and, and sell them to professional investors. Uh, we develop real estate in the Caribbean. I've been very fortunate um, to have clients that are some of the most famous athletes in the world, which is kind of how I wanted to get involved with ownership, and I looked at a couple different opportunities, uh, specifically in hockey. That's really my passion. I love the sport. I always have done, and I uh, always love to compete. I looked at a few different leagues, and uh, the FPHL, as, as you mentioned, is our league. And the reason I picked it is, frankly, that the model works just right. Like, I like the ethos of the league, and I like that I know that we can be sustainable year after year uh, in Binghamton with with the financial model and the financial limitations that, that are there. So we're really happy to be there. Um, hockey for me, and I, I've said this before, I love the community aspect of this. We're doing it for the fans. We're doing it for the city. It's not a money-making thing at all. You know, if you want to make money, there's about a million different businesses you can start that doesn't involve uh, pro sports. Uh, but I just have a passion for this. I love being around the guys. I love the feeling on a, on a Friday night and a Saturday night when you play in a sold-out building and you're you're winning. I mean, that's something you cannot get in any other in any other business. And I know there's a lot of people that are very excited about having a hockey team back here again in the Binghamton area uh, for the fall season. We were fortunate. We've always had a hockey team here for several years. We have a professional baseball team as well. So uh, the players, I know the players embrace the community a lot. I'm sure the Binghamton Black Bears will do, as you've mentioned. Uh, tell us about the upcoming season, how people can get tickets, and what t- types of things we might see. I don't know how much you've gotten put together yet. No, we actually, we're making good headway with all the scheduling and stuff. We are starting on November 6th as our home opener. We're going to play 30 home games between then and mid-April, and then we go into the playoffs. Our schedule is similar to uh, most minor leagues with home games primarily on weekends, Friday nights and Saturday nights. Occasional weekday games or, or Sunday games are in there, you know, primarily in the spring, but for the most part, Friday night, Saturday night. Uh, we're looking at uh, working with the food concessionaire to do more promo nights. We want to have Fridays be kind of a two-for-one beer night, you know, for a limited mm-hmm. time or other drink specials. Saturday nights, we're going to have a band in there pretty much every weekend. Um, we're looking at doing more theme nights where we're going to bring in either celebrities or other athletes or we have a couple other things up our sleeve just to make it 
so it's not just oh it's game 21 out of 60 because that that can get a little bit wary for for fans we want to draw fans in with something special and exciting every night as well as the exciting style of hockey and, and let's not forget if you bring your family down you can get the whole family in for for forty dollars with us which is something that uh was a big kind of i wouldn't say big concern because ahl is a different model but i know fans were wanting lower prices like we're, we're we want everybody to come down and watch but we are really trying to attract the families and the the fans that maybe weren't season ticket holders in the past because the cost was a little too high or the people that maybe went to one or two games but weren't able to really afford to keep coming we want to get everybody in to experience what this is and the, the beauty of the community aspect is the players yeah, they're not one step away from the NHL. We we don't pretend like they are, but they become almost like family with the fans. I mean, I go to Watertown where I own the team, and we have fans showing up to practice that have made food for the players for them to take home. Like that's that's the close bond that forms between the community and the team, and that's that's what we're going for here. And we think that fans are going to be thrilled with the product. Uh, tickets are available uh, BinghamtonBlackBears.com. Season tickets start at $300, which we think is, is great value. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of our tickets are phenomenal prices, including the luxury suite. Fans so far, the feedback's been tremendous. People are renewing season tickets. Fans that never had tickets in the past are buying season tickets. Corporate partners are coming in, and they're saying, look, you know what? We know what you guys are going to do in this community. So a lot of them are, are offering to come in with bigger support in terms of money, which is something that maybe we didn't expect. But so far, I can't thank the Binghamton hockey community and everyone that's been part of this journey so far for how great it's been. And we're, we're so excited to be here. Yeah, you know, and there's a lot of levels of, of sportsmen uh, teams in here. We support all levels of that. And I think you're going to be pleasantly surprised at the turnouts and the participation and the support you're going to get from our community here. Uh, Andreas, anything you want to mention in closing? No, just that we're, we're so happy to be here. And I want to say, please give us a chance. Uh, you know, I I know you've been in AHL City forever. Um, and I know that many of you wanted you to, to keep being that. But give us a chance. Come down and watch the guys play. And I, I promise you, the level of play that you're seeing is a lot higher. When I started watching this league six, seven years ago, yeah, it, it was what some fans really think it is today. But it isn't like that anymore. It is plenty of, of quality players and you're going to have a good time you're going to see the physical play that you don't really see anymore in the ahl and nhl and you're going to see guys that want to be in Binghamton. like our entire motto is your city your team everything we're doing is for you it's for the fans in the community it's not for a bigger club 200 miles away that's just going to say okay you have a good player now i'm going to take him up here and by the way your results don't matter to me that's right. not that's not what we're doing. Well, we'll look forward to uh, the season coming up and the first home game, November 6th. BinghamtonBlackBears.com, folks, is where you can go to get information and, of course, tickets as well. Andreas Johansson, hey, good luck. Much success in the in the upcoming season here with the Binghamton BlackBears. We look forward to speaking with you again. Uh, thank you so much for having me. You bet. Have a great day. You too. <laughs> Bye now. Bye. All right, Andreas Johansson, the owner of the Binghamton Black Bears, 
FPHL hockey team, which will make its debut here at the Visions Federal Credit Union uh, Veterans Memorial Arena coming up. Their first home game will be November 6th, but the season starts in October. So hopefully we'll hear more from Andreas in the upcoming months as things develop. WNBF First News Time is 824. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio, so it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin, and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD, and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290. This is WNBF First News. Here's Kathy White. Good morning. It's 71 degrees at 830. The forecast today, partly sunny. A chance of afternoon showers and thunderstorms with a high in the upper 80s. If we do have those storms materialize, could bring some gusty winds over 25 miles per hour, maybe some hail, frequent lightning, and not out of the question, a possibility of a a tornado. Iran's president-elect says he is not willing to meet with President Joe Biden nor negotiate over Tehran's ballistic missile program and its support for regional militias. Ibrahim Rassisi made the comments at a news conference today after winning Iran's election last Friday in a landslide. The United States, now hoping to get Iran back into Tehran's 2015 nuclear deal with world powers, had hoped to negotiate over issues as well. Rassisi's press conference came after top diplomats said progress had been made at talks on Sunday between Iran and global powers to try to restore the landmark 2015 deal to contain Iranian nuclear development that was abandoned by the Trump administration. President Joe Biden's special envoy for North Korea says he hopes to see a positive reaction from the North soon on U.S. offers to talk after the North Korean leader ordered officials to prepare for both dialogue and confrontation. Sung Kim, Biden's special representative for North Korea, is in Seoul to talk with the South Korean and Japanese officials about the U.S. stalled diplomacy in the North over its nuclear program and U.S.-led sanctions. The trilateral talks followed a North Korean political conference last week where leader Kim Jong-un called for stronger efforts to improve his nation's economy, further battered last year by pandemic border closures and now facing worsening food shortages. U.S. borders with Canada and Mexico are still closed for now. The Department of Homeland Security said the U.S. would extend the closures of its northern and southern borders for another month until July 21st due to COVID-19. The announcement came in a series of tweets that acknowledged positive developments in recent weeks and said the White House is working with Canada and Mexico to identify conditions under which restrictions may be eased safely and sustainably. Representatives of the 13 states that border Canada called the decision a disservice to those waiting to see loved ones, visit property, or renew business ties. 
Aaron Katursky, ABC News, New York. WMBF First News Time, 832. New York, as New York hits its lowest positivity rate since the start of the COVID-19 pandemic at 0.38%, the state is starting to downscale the number of vaccination sites. Governor Andrew Cuomo announced Friday the state will close down sites in Corning, Oneana, Potsdam, and Queens to focus on getting more shots into underserved communities. The Broome County Health Department is reporting smaller COVID-19 vaccination clinics are being held around the region as the large center at SUNY Broome Community College closed earlier this month. Today, a clinic for the single-dose Johnson & Johnson vaccine will be held from 11.05 this morning till 1 this afternoon at Ross Park Zoo. Another J&J clinic will be held Thursday at the Whitney Point High School from 2 to 5 p.m. For information, you can go to www.gobroomcounty.com. State officials over the weekend reported 70.9% of adult New Yorkers over the age of 18 had gotten at least one dose of the vaccine. Pennsylvania's unemployment rate shrank in May and payrolls grew even as the labor force contracted. State figures released on Friday show Pennsylvania's unemployment rate dropped two-tenths of a percentage point to 6.9% from April's adjusted rate. The national rate was 5.8%. In a survey of households, the labor force shrank by 6,000 as the number of employed grew by 10,000. In a separate survey of Pennsylvania employers, payrolls in the state grew by 18,500. Pennsylvania has regained about 60% of the 1.1 million jobs lost during the pandemic. Pandemic. The education and health services and leisure and hospitality sectors led all gainers while construction lost the most jobs. A Cortland man and a Homer woman are facing several charges in connection with a bizarre break-in reported in the town of Homer. Cortland County Sheriff's officials say they were called about a burglary in progress at a home at around 8 p.m. on Thursday where the homeowner found 30-year-old Emily Barnard inside the house and say the Homer woman had stolen food and a plant. The property owner also found 49-year-old Larry Swisher walking around the property. Deputies say the owner told them Barnard had let several dogs out of their kennels on the property. The dogs were all found unharmed. Swisher is charged with trespass and was released. Barnard is charged with felony burglary as well as misdemeanor counts of petty larceny and criminal tampering. She was also released. Both have dates in town of Homer Court next month. It's 835, where news breaks first. News Radio 1958, Bobby Darren recorded his first hit, Splish Splash, I Was Taking a Bath. We, we could call that the morning shower song, all right, for those of you who are indulging. I don't want to know about it. Anyway, Bobby Darren, one of the greats from back in that era, and uh, had some great songs. Mac the Knife, one of his biggest hits as well, Beyond the Sea. And they had a movie about him some years back with Kevin Spacey starring, and he had a heart condition. Actually, that's what he died. I think he died open heart surgery. He had to, he had 
problems with his heart, though. But Bobby Darren, what a one of the innovators of uh, the Alan Freed rock and roll era back then. Also on this date, 1955, Johnny Cash released his first single, Hey Porter. And, of course, we had that Johnny Cash sound, which uh, is unmistakable. And still, every time I hear it, man, because I, I love Johnny Cash anyway. So uh, Johnny had his first single on this day as well. And uh, 1966, the Rolling Stones sued 14 New York hotels that had banned them. They claimed the movie, the move rather, hurt their careers. Yeah, but it saved on televisions and sofas and other furniture in the hotel room, right? I mean, can you imagine being a hotel owner and knowing what went on with these rock bands and the Rolling Stones calling? So we'd like to book a couple of your flats. Yeah, and we'll completely level them, destroy them. And yeah, they may have gotten compensated for the damages, but then you got to go and you got to rebuild them, you know? So, I mean... <laughs> I'm all for rock and roll. I'm a rock and roller, but, uh, you know, I, I can't really blame the hotels for banning them, considering their propensity for trashing the hotel rooms. 1973, Bread performed for the last time in Salt Lake City, Utah. David Gates and Bread. Never met David, but I met Jimmy Griffin, who was uh, the producer behind, he was also in the band, uh, pr- producer behind the uh, many hits that Bread had, and uh, he was in a band called the Remingtons, a country band back in the 90s, and he passed away probably about 20 years ago, Jimmy Griffin, but uh, great uh, songwriter and uh, producer as well. Donald Fagan and Walter Becker dissolved Steely Dan on this day in 1981, and they reunited in 1983, and one of them passed away. And today is Bernie Coppell's birthday from the Love Boat. Remember, he was the doctor. I thought all of those people on the love boat were a bunch of horn dogs. You know, they were just out trying to seduce the passengers. You know, would that show go today if it was on Bernie Capel? He's also on a, a show now. It's called uh, Be Positive, and it's about a guy who's going to get a kidney donated to him from this other girl, and she's kind of a, a loon in the movie. But uh, the, the cast of characters include uh, the woman who played Alice on the series Alice and Bernie Coppell is on there too and they're in like a nursing home 88 years old today Marriott Hartley's 81 from the Kinks musician Ray Davies 77 actress Meredith Baxter used to be Meredith Baxter Bernie 74 from Family Ties and her co-host on Family Ties Michael Gross also 74 today they were both born on the same day Joey Kramer of Aerosmith is 71 and Burke Brethen the creator of Opus and Bloom County. I haven't read Bloom County in years. I remember Bill the Cat. It wasn't Opus uh, a penguin or something? Or I forget. Anyway, Burke Breathitt, 64 today. Country singer Kathy Matea, 62. Actress Carrie Preston from The Good Wife is 54. Juliette Lewis, actress, is 48. Played in a lot of different movies. And Chris Pratt, Guardian of the Galaxies and Jurassic World is 42 today. Some of the famous folks celebrating on this 172nd day of 2021. I was looking at some of the news and the highlights over the weekend, and I, I just I can't get over what is getting you know going into people's heads. You know, we had this guy that uh, was asked to wear a mask in a convenience store somewhere. Went out, came back in, and shot the clerk dead. 
Read this story. Authorities in Miami Gardens say an angry Florida man pulled a gun on a drive through worker because he didn't get cream cheese with his bagel. The employee of the window just happened to be the daughter of the police chief. Police say the man got angry after leaving a Starbucks drive through because the bagel he ordered didn't have cream cheese. He returned to the window screaming at the worker. When asked if he'd paid for the topping, the man pulled a gun. He got the cream cheese. Chief Delman Noel Pratt told CBS the experience traumatized her 23-year-old daughter. She says it's upsetting that someone would go to that extreme over cream cheese. The suspect is being held on bond, facing several charges, including aggravated assault from a firearm. You know, uh, um, Americans, uh, not just Americans, the world, you know, people are very edgy. I, you know, as a kid, and we talked about this, I think Kathy and I talked about this once before, about road rage. When I was a kid, young guy, young driver, the stupid things I did, I, I wouldn't even tell you I'd be ashamed of, you know, because you think you're invincible and, and you think nobody's going to bother you. But some of the things that people turn on people for now on the road, it just it's scary. You don't mess with anybody. I don't mess with anybody anyway, having in years, but, you know, messing with people on the road... All of a sudden, you don't know. Just like this cream cheese thing, you know. Didn't get his cream cheese. Pulled out a gun. Guy didn't uh, didn't have a mask on. Was asked to put a mask on. Went out, got a gun, and came back in and killed the clerk. It's just, wow. It's incredible, isn't it? And the, the thing's going on with the Juneteenth celebrations. You know? And the... Uh, there was something else going on. The, the pride... There was a... a a crash. It turned out to be an accident, but it left one member of the group dead and seriously injured. And that happened down in Fort Lauderdale when they were having a, a pride parade at Fort Lauderdale. So, I don't know, folks. We'll check in with Broom Tiger Workforce New York for our job report. That's coming right up. First news Doug Mosier. And it is time once again for our Broom Tioga Workforce New York job report from the Career Center in the Oakdale Mall. We welcome in Preston. Good morning. Happy Monday. Hey, happy Monday, Doug. How are you? I'm good, sir. And we are ready for your job report. All right. First, we have an account clerk typist. This work involves account keeping and clerical tasks, as well as assisting in more difficult and complex clerical duties and related tasks. Next, we have an electrician. This person's going to be reading and interpreting drawings, blueprints, schematics, and electrical code specifications, install, examine, replace, or repair electrical wiring. And finally, we have a bookkeeper position. This position maintains financial data and compliance by keeping accurate books on accounts payable and receivable, as well as daily financial entities and reconciliations. For more information, please contact 778-6405 or go to broomtagoworks.com. Now, we are on Facebook, so any of you that have a Facebook account, if you go on, go to your search bar, type in broom-tioga. Our icon will come up. If you click on it and like us, anything we post to be sent directly to you. This could be resume tips, interviewing techniques, networking strategies, job postings, and recruitments. We do have a number of recruitments. First, UHS Senior Living will be at the Broomtago Workforce Center for in-person interviews on Thursday, July 1st from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. 
for full and part-time positions. Applicants can pre-schedule their interviews or UHS Senior Living at a Deal will accept walk-ins. You can call 607-206-6140 to set up an interview. For off-site recruitments, UHS Senior Living will be at 600 High Ave in Endicott for in-person interviews on Thursday, June 24th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for both full and part-time positions. Applicants can pre-schedule their interviews or they can also walk in. They can call 206-6140 to set up interviews. MMC Group will be holding virtual interviews on every Tuesday starting March 23rd through June 29th. They'll be using Google Duo for their virtual interviews. MMC Group will also be conducting in-person interviews at 15 Oak Hill Ave in Endicott. Please send resume to Preston Herzog at preston.herzog at bermcounty.us to schedule an interview or call 778-6405 for additional information. And finally, Lowe's is doing open interviews on every Tuesday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. at their 225 Sycamore Road location in Vestal and their 1318 Upper Front Street Road location in Binghamton. They're looking for cashiers, customer service associates, overnight stockers, and more. For more information, please contact Mike Thomas at 296-6661 or email Mike at mike.thomas at lowes.com. Please apply online at www.jobs.lowes.com. So if any of you have any interest in any of those positions, please come out and see what they have to offer. All right. Thanks for the report this morning, Press. We'll look forward to it again tomorrow. All right. Have a good day. You too. Bye now. Yeah, bye. Room Target Workforce Job Report uh, coming from the Career Center located in the former Sears location of the Oakdale Mall. And if you need their services, you can stop in. They're open 8 to 4, Monday through Friday, or 778-2136. And each day around 845, we bring you another Broom Tioga Workforce Job Report. And Wednesdays are Workforce Wednesdays, and we tell you a little bit about some of the special programs uh, within the Broom Tioga Workforce Career Center. These are free services, and they're available to people who are seeking jobs, looking for employment. All right, we're going to wrap up the show get ready for WNBF's Binghamton now with Bob Joseph. And just a reminder, coming your way at noon today, it's the debut of the Dan Bongino Show at noon. We're excited about it. We're looking forward to it. All systems are go, and we're ready to launch here at noon today. So we'll wrap up the show and get your weather forecast right into the midweek. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3, on News Radio 1290 WNBF. What a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show. I grew up a fan of conservative talk radio. So it's really hard to believe I'm here announcing the launch of my own show. We've done some great work in conjunction with a loyal audience in the digital podcast space with the Dan Bongino Show podcast and on social media and some of my work in the, at being a tech entrepreneur as well. But having my own show on terrestrial radio stations across the country is just an unimaginable honor for me. I grew up on a healthy diet of Rush Limbaugh, God rest his soul, Mark Levin and Sean Hannity. Combine that with my experiences in the Secret Service as a Secret Service agent and with the NYPD and I think you're going to have a really incredible show you'll be proud of. Thank you all. It means the world to me. I really appreciate it. And again, this is a tremendous honor to announce the launch of the Dan Bongino Show on stations across the country. Thank you very much for your time. Catch the Dan Bongino Show weekdays, noon to 3 on News Radio 1290. To First News Binghamton with Doug Mosier on News Radio 1290 WNBF. As our first full official day of summer all day long. Summer came in yesterday at some time, and today it's going to 
grace us maybe with some isolated showers and thunderstorms and some gusty winds, maybe up to 26 miles per hour, depending on where they hit. Otherwise, partly sunny, but we'll see temperatures in the upper 80s, so we've got that balminess that we usually get in the summer. Kind of remind us that summer is here, you know, and things are heating up. We're at 71 right now, so got a little ways to go yet. Looks like we may see some showers and thunderstorms tonight. Again, some of those storms, wherever they may be, could produce some small hail, gusty winds, and some heavy rain. And then on Tuesday, mostly cloudy, about a 60% chance of showers, mid-60s. Sun will roll in on Wednesday. Highs in the low 70s, and I mentioned we're at 71 degrees right now. And uh, I do want to thank our guests this morning. Welcome. Andreas Johansson from the Binghamton Black Bears calling in to talk to us about uh, the Black Bears and the hockey season coming up and what won't be here until late October. But we're excited about having a hockey team again in our hometown. And we'll look forward to another show with you tomorrow, along with Kathy White. Always appreciate you being with us, getting you up to date with what you may have missed. And we're always updating things on our website, too, at WNBF.com. So if you need information in between Kathy's headlines throughout the afternoon morning and bob as well Uh, you can find more information there and if you download the wnbf app which is absolutely free wherever you get your apps you can set it for push notifications and any late breaking stories you're going to know about them we'll let you know you can listen to us live wherever you go and if you miss a show we've got them on podcast wnbf.com or the wnbf app so we look forward to another day tomorrow with you And hope uh, this one's going well for you. As we debut the Dan Bongino Show at noon today, we're excited about that as well. It's right after Bob Joseph with WNBF's Binghamton Now. And our regular lineup right after Dan Bongino includes, of course, Sean Hannity, Mark Levin, John Batchelor, Red Eye Radio, First Light, and then, of course, Doug and Kathy again with WNBF's First News Binghamton tomorrow morning at 530. We'll look forward to that. Have a great day. Enjoy. Might want to take an umbrella with you just in case. And we'll do it up again tomorrow. Thank you for making us part of your day. Hope it's a good one for you. 71 degrees. WNBF Binghamton and WNBF.com. Good morning. It's 9 a.m.